Welcome back to a long-delayed new episode of the Fans First Sports Network College Football Feeds No Fall Weddings podcast, where we break down all of the must-watch games in every window of college football Saturdays. My name is Matt Taman, and I am joined by Jamie Yurich. We have both been gallivanting across these United States and the European continent, so we have been a little distracted and a little unable to podcast, but we are back to get ready for the stretch run of the college football season. Jamie, this is the perfect time. If you're going to take a multi-week break in the middle of the college football season, coming back for the last month and a half, five, six weeks of games is the perfect time to do it. It is. This is, I mean, this is where, this is where the winners start to separate themselves, where we really start to get those big, strong matchups as we will see this weekend. Um, this is the way to do it. And if you can like sleep through your team's first stressful game, just to make sure they make it out alive, like then you're in really good shape. Which you did. If you listened to our fame and fortune and everything that goes with the podcast earlier in the week, you heard the fact that Jamie did in fact sleep through the Ohio state, which is our shared alma mater uh, game against Notre Dame, because were you in England at that point or were you in France? I was in London. Um, in London. Yeah. Peacefully, peacefully snoozing. Peacefully slumbering during that night game. But you will be awake, at least awake, whether or not you'll be watching is a whole other thing when Ohio State takes on Penn State this weekend. And that is where we're going to start. But before we do that, I want to remind everybody, because it's been a few weeks, how we do this podcast. What we do is, is we run through all of the windows during a college football Saturday. I will let you know what games are available to watch on regular cable channels and and major streaming services we do kind of skip over some of the ones that are only available on espn plus because those are uh a little more below the radar games but then we will each pick a game that you should be watching and we will tell you why we are going to start at 12 noon eastern time on saturday october 21st we will start on the fox network where number seven penn state visits our beloved number three ohio state buckeyes then over on ABC, we'll have UCF taking on number six, Oklahoma. Number 22, Air Force, will visit the Naval Academy on CBS. Mississippi State will take on Arkansas on ESPN. Rutgers and Indiana will play on the Big Ten Network. Boston College and Georgia Tech will face off on the ACC Network. Baylor and Cincinnati will play on the Big 12 Network. If you do not have the Big 12 Network, that one is available on ESPN+. On ESPN2 will be Memphis and UAB. And then on the CBS Sports Network will be Western Michigan and Ohio. Jamie, obviously this window is not great. Obviously everybody who cares about college football should be watching Ohio State and Penn State. That is like the one like semi-worthy game in this window. So let's assume that anybody who is listening to this already knows all about that game. Let's each pick a game beyond that that fans can watch if they do not want to tune in to this Big Ten East matchup. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. This is, as Matt said, statistically, this is like the game that is going to be the game to watch. Um, If you hate both of those teams or if this makes you really nervous, um, I would turn on, to be honest, Cincinnati versus Baylor. Um, This is, these are not two great football teams these are actually two like pretty mediocre football teams 
but I think that they're mediocre in the same way. And so I think that this could actually be a really fun game of football to watch. Um, Matt and I have talked about this before. You don't have to be a great football team for it to be a great matchup if you're evenly matched. And I think this is probably going to be a pretty high scoring game, even though both of these offenses are like pretty lackluster. Um, I think that ultimately um, Baylor's quarterback, Blake Shapen is a really, really solid um, addition to their roster. He was injured earlier this season. Um, and so I think that now that he's back, You know, he's thrown for 920 passing yards. He has four scores in his three games this year. So he could put up a pretty impressive game. Um, And I think he'll probably be the decision maker, um, which would advance Baylor to three and four overall and two and two in Big 12 play. So, um, again, like I said, probably two pretty mediocre football teams, but I would I think it'll be a high scoring close game. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's very fair Two teams that maybe in a year or two past would have been like, oh, this is a marquee game. Like this is something that like everybody has to tune into. They've both had some downturns here this season, uh, especially as Cincinnati adjusts to being a power five team in the big 12, but certainly something to maybe keep an eye on if you do not want to hate watch Ohio State, Penn State. I'm going to go in a different direction. If you are not watching the Buckeyes and Nittany Lions, I would recommend you tune into some good old fashioned Armed Forces Academy football as the Air Force Falcons take on the Navy midshipmen, um, Navy has not necessarily had a great season this year, but they are three and three. They're 500. Um, they have wins over Charlotte and North Texas, but they have dropped games to Notre Dame, which we saw at the beginning of the season, which was embarrassing over in Ireland. But they've played pretty well with with Memphis. Then they lost by four. They lost by two touchdowns to South Florida. Like they they seem like they are fighting better than the, than we saw against the Fighting Irish. Air Force, on the other hand, is undefeated. They are 6-0. They are currently ranked number 22 in the country. They have the number 17 scoring offense in the country, averaging 37 points per game, and they are only giving up 14.7 points per game. That is best for ninth in FBS. Again, not a great schedule that they, are, they have played so far this season, but they did pull off a pretty good win last week by beating Wyoming 34-27. to If you're going to beat Wyoming, I think Wyoming is one of the better teams in the group of five, and I think they might have had the inside track to a group of five uh, berth into the New Year's Six Bowls. That probably is not the case anymore, perhaps. Air Force has that now. So that would be very interesting. So I think you tune into this game. You, if you like the option style offense that service academies play, you will see that in droves this weekend. Uh, Zachary Larrier. I don't even know if that's how you say his name, but Air Force has four different running backs, including their quarterback who have over 300 yards rushing this season, including two over 400 Navy similarly has um, has one guy already over 500 yards and then has four more that are over 100. So great option-style offenses from both of these teams. I think if you're not going to watch the best game on the schedule for the day, then this is a decent alternative, at least in terms of entertainment value. All right, we're going to dive into the later afternoon window here in just a minute. But before we do, we're going to take a second to pay some bills. And uh, we'll be back in just a minute with the rest 
of No Fall Weddings. All right, welcome back to the Fans First Sports Network College Football Feeds No Fall Weddings podcast. My name is Matt Timonini. I'm joined by Jamie Urich. We are going to dive in now to the 3.30 p.m. window for week eight of the college football season. It will kick off on ABC with a game between Washington State and number nine, Oregon. Then on CBS, we will have number 17, Tennessee, visiting Tuscaloosa, Alabama to take on the number 11, Crimson Tide. Then on the SEC Network, we will see South Carolina take on number 20, Missouri. On ESPN2, North Texas will visit number 23, Tulane. Over on NBC, the Minnesota Golden Gophers will take on the number 24, Iowa Hawkeyes. On FS1, Wisconsin and Illinois will play. On BTN, Northwestern and Nebraska will face off. Over on the CBS Sports Network, South Florida will take on UConn. On the ACC Network, Pitt will battle Wake Forest. And then uh, on ESPN, it will be Oklahoma State and West Virginia. At four, number eight, Texas will visit Houston. On ESPNU, Toledo and Miami of Ohio will play. Um, then we've got a couple other games in this 6 to 6.30 range, but I'm going to save the one good 6.30 game for the for the evening window, Jamie. So why don't you let me know which game you're going to go in the 3.30 window, although I know because of your familial allegiances, which one that's going to be. I will be watching uh, Tennessee, Alabama, and I do think that regardless of my familial allegiances, this is there's a these are this is a high stakes football game for both of these teams. Now, if you remember last year, Tennessee upset Alabama. Um, it was a home game for Tennessee, and the fans were so surprised that Tennessee pulled off this incredible last second win that they stormed the field picked up the goalpost, took it on a tour of Knoxville. The, the goalpost went to all of the bars after a last second field goal. And then the goalpost wound up in the river. Um, <laughs> that is the kind of drama and chaos that I watch football for. So regardless of familial allegiances, they are headed to Alabama. And Alabama is going to have their chance at revenge. Now, this is both of these teams have a loss at this point in the season. There's a lot on the line for them. Um, and I think that really this is going to come down to defense. Um, right now, the volunteer defense is averaging four sacks per game, 8.6 tackles for loss per game, which is fourth in the country. Um, their defensive lineman, James Pierce Jr., had an incredible game against Texas A&M. Um, Alabama ranks 129th in the country in sacks allowed per game and 113th in the country in tackles for loss allowed per game. So I think that Alabama's offense could really be in trouble. Um, And if their offense gets in trouble, Tennessee could uh, repeat that victory on the road, which is what I would like to see. But regardless, we always know that Nick Saban is putting a great team on the field. And so when you've got, a coach who knows what he's doing and a huge rivalry game, it it's never a done deal. And so I just, I, um, and home field advantage really does matter in games like this. Like don't underestimate that because I don't know that Tennessee would have won last year's game in Alabama. Um, and so I think that that is, uh, that is where I'll be paying attention. If you like drama, you should also pay attention because it's sure to be dramatic. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, you will be on CBS. I will be on ABC as I will be watching the number nine Oregon Ducks taking on Washington State. Oregon, who only, I mean, they're still a top 10 team having lost very, very late to Washington last week. They are now going to be taking on the Huskies in-state rivals in the Cougs. You might not remember, but last year, Oregon needed a last-second pick six to beat Wazoo 44-41. So we know that this game is going to be tight. We know that these two teams will want to pull off this, this win. We've talked throughout the year about the added drama of the teams that are basically imploding the Pac-12 and the teams that are left behind. I think there will be some of that mixed in as well. But for the most part, I think this really comes down to two teams led by pretty great quarterbacks. Bo Nix is the quarterback for Oregon, and I think a Heisman Trophy candidate. He has thrown for 1,796 yards. Cameron Ward, the quarterback for Washington State, has thrown for 1,779 yards. So very close there. Um, The main difference between the two is that Bo Nix has a much better completion percentage. He is much more efficient with the ball, uh, completing passes at a 79% clip, while Ward is only doing it at a 70% clip. They're both throwing uh, fairly decent amounts of touchdowns. Cam Ward has 14 touchdowns to just three interceptions, while Bo Nix has 17 TDs and one INT. Through the beginning of the season, the first four or five weeks, mainly when they were playing non-conference teams, but there were some conference games mixed in. We talked about how much fun the Pac-12 was going to be and how dynamic it was going to be with all of the different teams of pretty decent levels uh, were going to be this through the season. I don't know that that is necessarily true as much now. I think we've seen um, the wheat separated from the chaff, so to speak. But I do think that Washington State as we saw them do last year, can present quite a bit of a challenge to an obviously better Oregon Ducks team. Um, and I think that anybody you've got, anytime you've got a quarterback like Cameron Ward, it it is exciting to kind of see what he can do when dueling it out with another elite quarterback. So I imagine Oregon will walk away with this one and probably fairly handily, but I do think it'll be an entertaining game over on the West Coast nonetheless. All right, let's head over to the evening slate of schedules. As I said earlier, I'm going to keep the 6.30 game for this evening window, and that is happening over on the CW Network. That is UVA taking on number 10, North Carolina. Over on ESPN at 7, we have number 13, Ole Miss battling Auburn. On FS1, we have Texas Tech and BYU. On ESPN2, it's TCU and Kansas State. On the NFL Network, we have Appalachian State taking on Old Dominion. We have Utah State and San Jose State on the CBS Sports Network. Then at 7.30, we have the Battle of the Mitten State, number two, Michigan, taking on Michigan State on NBC. On ABC, we have number 16, Duke, taking on number four, Florida State. On the SEC Network, we have Army taking on number 19, LSU. Then at 8 p.m. on Fox, we have number 14, Utah, taking on number 18 USC, looking to reclaim some of its dignity after getting shellacked by Notre Dame last weekend. At 8 p.m. on the ACC Network, we have Clemson and Miami, a game that just a few weeks ago probably would have been considered a marquee matchup. Neither of those teams are ranked at this point. Then we have on ESPNU, Georgia State and Louisiana. Uh, we can talk about the the after dark games here in a little bit, but let's, let's cut make the cutoff there, Jamie. Who do you have as your prime time 
game to watch. I'm going to be watching this Utah-USC matchup. I think USC has a lot to prove coming into this game. You know, Caleb Williams was one of the Heisman favorites heading into last week. He's pretty much dropped out of conversation after their loss and his three turnovers. Um, But those weren't the only turnovers that USC had. That was a game with five turnovers for them. It was messy. Um, And so I think that they're going to go home this week. Hopefully they took a second to regroup, but we cannot talk about this game without acknowledging that Utah is one of the best defenses in the country. Um, they will not have their quarterback, Cam Rising. Um, but so far this season, they've been pretty okay. I I think this is going to be a really, really close matchup. Um, the Utes are 5-1 and one coming into this game. They beat the pants off Cal last week, which again, like not a massive victory. But I, I think that this is like... Utah being a probably a better team and USC needing to prove that they are not a fluke. Well, we know they're not a fluke. That that last week was a fluke um, and kind of regained some respect. I think we're going to have a good game on our hands. Yeah, I I agree with you. I feel so bad for Utah because Cam Rising is such a great quarterback. I think this team really would have had a shot to do something special in the Pac-12 if he had been able to play this year, obviously suffering an ACL injury in the bowl game last season. But um but yeah, should still should be a a fairly compelling game nonetheless. All right, I am going to go with a game between Duke and Florida State. Now, Jamie, we're going to do a little bit of a pop quiz on this one because I think it illustrates my point. When was the last time that Duke beat Florida State in a college football game? Oh. Can I Google it? Or no, do- because that'll that'll give away the answer <laughs> too quickly. Because it's a trick question. Duke has never beaten Florida State in a college football game. They have played 19 times dating back to 1992. They have never beaten the Florida State Seminoles. In fact, there's only been one game between these two teams that has been within 19 points. And that was a 17 to 10 victory in 2017. But really it has been all Seminoles. And this year, even though I, if you listen to fame and fortune, and everything that goes with it, I imagine that Florida state is going to run the table and win out and head to the college football playoff undefeated. This is legitimately a game that should scare Florida state fans. Florida State is undefeated. They are number four in the country. Duke is number 16 in the country and has pulled off some great wins on the season, even though they did lose to Notre Dame in a heartbreaker of a game a couple weeks ago. But they do have a win over Clemson to open the season, and they have really been untested since then other than against Notre Dame. This will obviously be the biggest step up in competition for the Blue Devils, but I think it should be a really, really compelling game and not a bad one to watch in the evening, especially on a weekend that is not all that exciting when it comes to high-profile matchups. Yeah, so here's my... Do you have a prediction? You think Florida State's going to win this game? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I have. I still have Florida State going undefeated and making it to the college football playoff as the number one team in the country, so I'm picking them to win, but there is... Here's the thing. 
when you make predictions like this, Jamie, like you try to do it analytically and you try to pick things that you think are actually going to happen, not what your heart wants to happen. So I will not be surprised when I watch this game on Saturday night, if it is at all close, chances are I will probably be rooting for myself to be wrong and rooting for Duke to win. Does that make sense? Like, I I feel like, yeah. Do you think if Florida state is going to lose a game? Is this the game? Who I don't know. I, I mean, they still have to play Miami. They still have to play Florida at the end of the season. And even though that is not a great Florida team, it is a rivalry in rivalry week at the end of the season. But yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, cause they don't really play. This is the last ranked team on their schedule. They play wake Pitt, Miami, North Alabama, and Florida. It's kind of crazy that they end this season with two non-conference games. Um, but yeah, I would I would say so. I think I think Duke is is a team that absolutely could beat them and probably the team that has the best chance to beat them. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think this is gonna be a great football game. And I think it'll also, frankly, like tell us a lot about this Florida State team, even though they're expected to win, they might have to get scrappy to do it. We'll see. Yeah. All right. There are three late night games of note. Starting first on FS2 with Nevada and San Diego State. On FS1 at 10.30, we have the Arizona State Sun Devils visiting the number five Washington Huskies. And then over on ESPN at 10.30, we have number 25 UCLA versus Stanford. Um, I don't know that any of those are must-watch games by by any means. Um, Washington will absolutely obliterate Arizona State. They're not a very good football team this season, and neither is Stanford. So I imagine that UCLA, even the fact that they are going on the road, will beat standard Stanford fairly well uh, or fairly easily. Although Stanford did beat Colorado. So who who knows? Anything can happen in the wild and crazy Pac-12 after dark window. Yeah. I mean, I think if I were going to turn one on as white noise, it would be UCLA Stanford. Cause I think the most likely scenario is that all of these games are kind of stinkers, but I think yeah. that is the one that has the m- the highest probability of the options available to us to turn into something a little chaotic. And um, so that's the one I would turn on, but I say that with the caveat that I don't actually think it's going to be a great football game. Yeah. that I, I have not watched any episodes of Loki yet. So maybe I will binge watch three episodes of Loki during the PAC 12 after dark window and have like a game or two on my second screen. I would certainly rather watch UCLA and Stanford, but I, I. Then Loki. Yes. Oh, okay. Fine. You don't <laughs> share my affinity for uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, they have. They have. Um, they're on my. They're on my list at the moment. Oh, okay. For I guess I get there's 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 reasons of that. I guess I probably shouldn't have mentioned that. But oh well, that's okay. <laughs> That is all that we have for you here on the week eight edition of No Fall Weddings from the Fans First Sports Network college football feed. We will be coming to you every Saturday throughout the remainder of the college football season. Unless one of us decides to take a trip to like Mozambique or something, we will be here. If you want to follow along, make sure that you subscribe to the Fans First College Football Network wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on social media at Fans First SN. You can follow me at BWW Matt on social media. You can follow Jamie at Jamie Urich, J A M I J U R I C H. 
Thanks again for listening. And remember, what starts with a fall wedding ends in a spring divorce. Enjoy the games this weekend. We will talk to you next week.